0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Mary and Tom Show. I'm Tom. I'm Mary. This is our show. So this past Wednesday, I was on a live stream on the YouTube with uh, Edward at Heavy Cardboard, where we talked about uh, my designs and about the games we publish at Hollenspiel for a couple of hours. It's still on YouTube, so you can, you know, watch it And if you want, if you want to look at my face. then they're also going to be releasing it as, uh, like, a little podcast so there's that as well and it was a pretty nice conversation i talked about a bunch of different stuff with him i want to thank our friends jamie and alex for letting us use their house and their skype to do it because i'm not really set up for the the skype real well and i want to thank mary for being there with me because she's had to sit there like for a couple of hours while i yapped and you know make sure i didn't say anything too dumb i know that's pretty much what you have to do every day anyway, but I still appreciate you doing it, Mary. It was a fun conversation, though. The thing about having a a live conversation, of course, is that I'm never as articulate as I would like to be or or as I am, uh, like, in our blog posts. Because when I do a blog post, I have time to, like, think and rewrite and bring everything together. But in a live conversation, I don't have that ability. I'm, you know, talking off the cuff and sometimes... Uh, things don't come together the way I want them to. And I kind of obsess over that. It's, it's kind of sad. <laughs> did did I communicate that uh, correctly or properly? And I feel like I don't sometimes. Uh perfect example is during that live stream, I mentioned that I tend to focus more on the competitive aspects of my game design. Uh, Edward asked me to kind of expound on that a little bit. I didn't do a really great job of that. I kind of talked about the kind of things that I put in my games to make them more competitive i don't think i really got across the the idea that with war games particularly you have games that are competitive games and you have games that are more about the experience about the narrative or the storytelling rather than about the competitive experience so if you look at something like an old Avalon hill game a lot of those were built kind of to be competitive tournament experiences and you look at some of the old spi games uh, a lot of those are more about you know experiencing the history and the story and they're less competitive and you still have that in war games you still have war game designers who design games more to be an experience and designers who design it more to be like a really tight competitive experience and what i was trying to get across is i'm leaning more towards the competitive side of things and for a lot of people who aren't war gamers, uh, this might seem like, like splitting hairs, maybe. Because a lot of games, if they're good game, they're good, well-balanced games, if they're Euro games, if they're thematic games, whatever, they're going to be more on the competitive side. There's a quote, um, and I don't remember the exact quote, but it was something along the lines of uh, the goal that everyone at the table should have is to try to win the game, but the winning is not what's important. It's the striving to win. I believe that was from your favorite designer, Mary. Reiner Kinesia. Oh, boy. <laughs> so Reiner Kinesia is not Mary's favorite designer. No, he's my le- one of my least favorite. Yeah. I think it's the bow tie. You, 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 I think it's the game's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I. Because, I, like, we like Tigers and Euphrates to a point. Like, you enjoy it up until the end of the game. Right. When the scoring kicks in. Yeah. You're not really a big fan of that scoring system. no nope. And we played a couple of his other games. They have similar scoring mechanisms. And. no. Nope. <laughs> yeah, but nope. So we don't, we, we don't have, we don't get any more Kinesia games. We don't play them anymore because it's just a real big turn off for you there. You really like that one though. I really like High Society. Yeah, it's it's a really good auction game. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> uh, you can't stand it. You know there are very few games that you can't stand. I'll say I'll say that much. And they're all his. Sometimes my sister will try to get us to play Farkle or Payday, and, you know, you'll tolerate... I'll I'll, I'll play those before I'll play his. <laughs> I can't think of any games that I, like, would absolutely refuse to play other than, like, Monopoly. What's that card game? Ascension? Or Thunderstone? One of those. I, I couldn't stand that. I would not play that one again. Thunderstone, or whatever that's called. That was the first one we played at R.A.W., isn't it? No, no, that was, was the one we played at R.I.W. That was it, it was the horror one with the little. It had the it had the one cool thing with like the little colored it had little orbs. moons on it. Yeah, the little okay. different colored moons, and you could chain the moons together. Yeah. I thought that was really clever. Really, as far as deck building goes, we like Dominion a lot, and um, Eminent Domain is another really good deck building game. What I like about Eminent Domain is that it's not really about the tactical moment of playing this card at this time to chain this thing. It's more about long term, how you build your deck, the the strategy of it. I think people don't like Eminent Domain probably prefer more the tactical stuff, the big turns in that whereas it's more about building that engine and about the overall kind of experience. I wanted to do a deck building game for a long time and originally I wanted to do a deck building game about building a deck and we were at the store like a week ago and someone beat me to it Someone's done a deck building game by building the deck. I was very upset about that. Like, hey, I had that idea. I was never going to do it, but but how how dare you? One thing I want to do is somewhere on my my list of you know two dozen projects to do is a World War Two grand strategic deck building game where the production cycle producing new units and that is all handled through a deck building mechanism. And that mechanism, I have that like that. I know how that works it's how does the rest of the game work and I have no idea yet so and I don't know if I'm actually going to get to that one because World War 2 isn't really my thing as a designer I've done games on the Middle Ages I've done games uh, set in the Roman period I've done games on a game on the American Revolution and the, the American Civil War um, so World War Two is something I just kind of avoided. Something that doesn't interest me is a really interesting topic. and I play lots of World War II games, or a few anyway. It is such a big, overwhelming topic with such complexity. I haven't really gotten around to trying to tackle it myself. So one thing Mary and I did in the last few days is we kind of hammer down what our schedule should be for releases for the rest of the year. Now this could change. Um, in fact, every time we make some kind of plan, something changes. Something gets nudged one month or another or switched or whatnot. It, it's inevitable. It happens. So, um, to start with, this month we have Dynasty, the Richard Bird game, coming out probably in two or three days. We just did a final, final, final check uh, proofread of the rule book it was like our fourth time through, and of course we found something new. We we always do. Um, even when we get other proofreaders involved, we find something new the next time we do it. So hopefully, we've gotten everything there. There's not a single comma out of place, and um, should be a smooth reading and gameplay experience for all of y'all. Now I'm I'm betting there's going to be a comma out of place. You're in this guy. Well. Yeah. I don't know. We're pretty good with commas. Okay. Okay, next month is Seven Pines. That's the first game in our Shot and Shell series, and we're really excited about that. We have some big plans for that series, um, but that's probably the only game from that series coming out this year. And in September, we have Table Battles and Objective Shreveport. Now, Table Battles is uh, one of my designs. It's a really fun filler game. So this is not a hardcore simulation for for Grognards. In fact, there is no map, there is no maneuver element. It is kind of like Yahtzee and W1815, but kind of Tom Russell-y. So hopefully you all enjoy it. Uh, I know I had a heck of a time putting the the scenarios together. There are eight of them. You had a heck of a time, or you had a fun time, or. Or that a heck of a time kind of means you had a problem. Okay, so when I said a heck of a time, I meant I had a fun time. Like, oh boy, I had a heck of a time. This is great. That's, that's not how those words work? No. Okay. This this is why... This is basically why marriage and marriage stop me from, from sounding like a, a goofball. So, thank you for that. <laughs> uh... And I I help you too. So if you ever sound like a goofball, I'll stop you. It hasn't happened yet. You know, I kind of have the goofball niche taken up in in, in our marriage, but uh, you know, there's room there if you want to want to move into that. And okay, I'll, then you're gonna stop calling me goofball, right? Because you are the goofball. <sighs> it's got very personal, very quick. And then Shreveport objective Shreveport. Objective Street Park that is a John Tyson game. It's a American Civil War operational level game, similar in some respects to his more aggressive attitudes, but it's simpler in some ways. There's there's a fair amount of nice chrome that recreates the particulars of the Red River campaign without getting in the way of your decision making and your gameplay. In October we have four X And Bitskrieg. So Forex is my game on the foreign exchange about uh, currency trading. It's a really nerdy, heavy, weird butterfly effect game. Not for everybody. I really like it. Mary really likes it. It's one of my favorite Tom Russell games. And then Bitskrieg is a tank battle game designed by Scott Muldoon and his son Miles. It's a tank battle game and it's simple enough where you can play it with your kid or your grandkid and they can enjoy it but it has enough meat to it where you, know, you as an adult can also get enjoyment out of it and even playing with another adult have a, a nice competitive experience. There's a lot of replayability there, a lot of variability with uh, different tank layouts because you have four types of tanks and you choose your five actual tanks that you use from that and you have variable um, terrain setup. up in fact there is close to two million different board configurations uh, possible so there's a lot of replayability there in a very short very small very easy to learn easy to pick up game. In November we have Charlemagne that's Charlemagne Master of Europe. That is my solitaire game that's kind of built on the foundation of Agricola Master of Britain. Um, that's a game that people seem to be very excited about over the last few months. And we got really great feedback from our line playtesters. We tweaked it and actually made the game a little bit harder. So there's that. And that will be coming out in November along with a second game that we can't talk about yet. So this is us not talking about it. But um, that looks to be our lineup for the next several months. So we have how many is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games coming out, and might be able to sneak in a expansion in there somewhere. I think, but we're also not talking about that yet. So this is me not talking about that. So we're busy. Yep. It's good to be busy though. It is good to be busy. Okay, well that does it for today. Yeah, y'all get me to shut up eventually. Bye, everybody. Bye.